Shall I clap? Wait on. Go for it. Ha ha ha. Sorry to be late. Did you clap? I did. I clapped. Shall I clap again just in case? <laughs> Here it is. Sorry, did you clap? Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I just, I've been clapping like a little man who's very happy. You have like been. At, so, yes, like, like I'm at a, a, a small audience of one. So, do you, so you don't need to do that again? Oh, I don't know. It's always fun. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, okay, just because go. I like it. Okay, okay. This is it. This, this is for the keeper. What's that? Oh, is that? I said that's a keeper. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Um, I just had a text message um, from an unknown number, plus four, four, mm-hmm. etc. Based on your recent call to TV licensing, how would you rate the service you received on a scale of one to five, where one is very dissatisfied and five is very satisfied? This is uh, after... I called them because I was getting increasingly aggressive notices about people coming round to check that I... Uh, <laughs> basically a warning saying that um, we have now set it in process that people are going to come round and check that you don't have a TV or nor do you use iPlayer. And um, this was uh, weeks after I'd uh, called them to say... <laughs> to make the necessary arrangements... So I'm um, wondering about whether I should say one very dissatisfied or five very satisfied. It's tricky, isn't it? Because, I mean, what are they asking you to, to give your opinion on? How um, rigorous they are in their pursuit of the license fee? Because in that case, it's five. <laughs> or for how um, <laughs> intrusive and rude they are. Then that might be a one. You need more context. I, just a little more context. The funny thing about it... Hey, what's the criteria? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was when I talked to the person, he said, oh, yeah, there's a crossover period. Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's." Uh, I said, how long is this crossover period? He said, well, it's a few days. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, it's been two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's. I'm wondering if I will continue to get these. Uh, and I wonder what color they get to, a little bit like the, um, you know, they had to start adding colors in Australia to maps because... Hot, hot, wasn't, didn't. Yes, yeah. We've just, have we talked about that before? We have talked about that. I just can't remember what the eventual colour was. Well, for, it's, basically, uh, it's basically red, black. It's as close to black as you. It's like this reddish black as. Um, Jiminy. Yeah. Jiminy. It, it speaks volumes, doesn't it? it so, does, yes, I'm wondering yes. about getting that coloured envelope from TV licensing. Mm, maybe it will be red, black. Also, the thing about it is that I. Exactly. The thing. I, um, I welcome paying a tv license fee i know you've always paid your tv license you're a, you're as do i just for the record anybody who's listening and <laughs> i eschewed the paper copy some years ago but i still have my tv license oh, yes. and, and i've never had as i've never been chased by anybody uh, you mean yes yeah, so you've never even had that kind of letter no but then i haven't moved for a long time i wonder if yours is triggered by moving oh it's because uh this this uh, apartment that I'm in at the moment was empty for a month. Ah. And so when I got here, there was a message saying, 
blah, 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 blah. And so I, call, mm-hmm. I sorted it out then and there. Because that's who you are. <laughs> yes, I didn't, I didn't unpack any boxes until I'd sorted out the TV <laughs> no. license. Speaking of which, I've just collapsed the final box. Oh, was that a, a huge amount of satisfaction? It is a good feeling. Mm. It is a good feeling. So the, the apartment is in some order. Oh, very nice. Mm. And I'm coming to you live. Well, you, not other people listening, uh, from, mm. from a different bedroom. Oh, well, that's fascinating. Ta- talk us through the uh, <laughs> talk us through the acoustics and, and, and so you can the cut general... us out now or later. <laughs> well, no, because then I can tell you where I'm recording from, which is also a new space. Oh, it, it is, mm. I don't know about the acoustics. You'll have to tell me because I'm not listening. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not monitoring the recording. Um, but I have the wardrobe doors open, and the I am sitting on the bed as per usual, and I have the blinds drawn so trying to soften those hard walls basically uh-huh. so you can let me know i will let you know and, and i will apologize now to um everybody who is listening to this because i have done none of these things you could just uh, you could put yourself under a blanket you could cover yourself in a blanket uh, there's absolutely no way i'm doing that it's uh it's ferociously hot where i am yeah. <laughs> and the last thing i'm going to do is get hotter so we are in lisbon uh, Bob has been here for ooh, three weeks, I think. Yeah. Wow, she's been she here for a long. In, she time. must be in total Lisbon mode. She is in total Lisbon mm. mode. Um, we're, there's a lot of work being done on our apartment. In your uh, the building or your place? In the building, although some is being done in our place as well. So the people who live next door to us are converting the loft space above us which necessitates a certain level of structural jiggery-pokery, and uh, they are fixing our ceiling as a result, which is very nice because there has been uh, a a problem with the ceiling, which they are putting right. Very happy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they will be replastering the the dining room and the bathroom at some point in the future. Oh, also, because, because, the, because the ceiling gets knocked around, so they have to replaster. Is that right? No, no. It's because, um, and actually, they don't need to do this. So I don't know why they're doing it. Um, <laughs> the the there was a, a leak in the roof, um, and the, we bought the flat with full knowledge there was a leak in the roof, and uh, we were aware of the water damage. But the people who have bought the apartment are so appalled by the state of the roof, they want to make good on all the damage. Wow, and are they yeah. um, are they Rich, Portuguese? Uh, evidently, <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Rich Portuguese put, people. Is it Cristiano uh, Ronaldo? No, uh, we do not live in the rarefied atmosphere of the kind of place where uh, Cristiano Ronaldo would be. Although I did cycle past his apartment this morning. Nice. Did you wave? I think he's in Manchester. I didn't wave um, because I wasn't meaning to cycle past his apartment. All oh, right. Were there other people looking outside, sort of looking in? I don't think so. Um, I just happen to know which block he lives in because a friend said, oh, Ronaldo lives there. And um, I found myself on that side of town. I went for a mm. bike ride, as I do most mornings here. And you know when you, you like, you're just following your nose and you're having like a, a high old time, just like, ooh, look at me having a poodle around, not going anywhere, but just having a ride. Mm-hmm. And then you Love forget that word, you poodle. A, well, I was having a proper poodle. And then you forget that you live in a city that is famed for its seven hills. 
Is Lisbon mean, mean Seven Hills, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay. And I actually don't think that Seven comes even close to the number of hills that it's on. Um, you know there was a big earthquake in 1755? In Lisbon. Can I say yes? <laughs> yes, of course you can. <laughs> yes, um, I was aware. Does that mean, no, you weren't? No, I wasn't. And would, would you like me to tell you something about it? You can cut this uh, to make it sound like I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I could, I just could cut the story about the earthquake because I'm sure there's people listening going, this is the most boring thing in the world. It's so not, a little bit is of this a travelogue? History. So in 1755 on All Souls Day, so the 1st of November, there was a very large earthquake in the Atlantic Ocean. Or I should say in the seabed of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was close enough to have a a, a significant and catastrophic effect on the buildings in Lisbon, which is on the Atlantic coast. So houses started to fall. People, in an understandable panic, ran out of the middle of the city down towards the river. There's an area called Praça de Comercial, or sometimes it's known as Teiru do Passo. It's got two names. Um... And it's a it's a really really big square on the river. If you've ever been to Lisbon, you probably on the have river. been to that on the river, as in it, it, it sort of sits directly on the river. Right. Oh no. Uh, abuts the river, if you prefer. Um, and if you've ever been to Lisbon, you will have encountered it because it's, it's like one of the. I, I was in this instance talking to the people listening, Simon. I know you haven't been to Lisbon, which is a, a, a continued surprise to me, given that. I live here and you could come and see me, but we'll move on. Um, it is possible to get a train, but that's a separate issue. Oh, I'm I'm there in about four days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might just catch me. I even know which train station you come into, but that's a separate issue. Mm. Okay, Santa Polonia, which is the so, uh, Hang on, just, so, so uh, I'd go Paris... Into Spain. Yeah, you would, you would you would go Paris into Spain. Basically, you do exactly that. And say on the, so on the Atlantic Eurostar. coast, uh, it kind of goes. I think it goes sort of through. So it goes through France and Spain, and then into. I don't think you get anything pretty. It's kind of an inland train. So, so I'd my get memory says. through Madrid, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably you get you. There's a very nice drive that is um, coastal. But the train isn't coastal. In fact, mm. the train... I'm on a train later today. I'm going to go and see my mum and dad. Because, of course, when it is, uh, you know, when there's a... a you go and a, land. A, I was going to say, when there's a heat wave and already the, the, the temperatures have been touching 40 in Lisbon, what you want to do is travel inland to the interior of the country where there is absolutely yeah. no breeze. My yeah. dad phoned me up and went, oh, it's 47 today. Mm, that's red-black Great. territory, isn't it? That is red-black territory, yeah. Um, Anyway, they ran to Praça de Comercial, and, of course, what comes after... uh, 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 Yeah, Yeah, uh, there was a tsunami. Yeah, tsunami then. And as if the tsunami wasn't enough, because it was All Souls Day, um, everybody had lit candles in churches and in their homes. And so there was an earthquake followed by a tsunami followed by conflagration not just a not just some fires but a conflagration isn't that the best word for a really horrifying thing yes it means a meeting of fires is it really that's what it means yeah that's that's the original meaning of conflagration this is why i um 
said yes when you said, should we start a podcast? Because, um, <laughs> because I knew my vocabulary would improve. Would improve. Conflagration. Conflagration. Anyway, and is it used in um, other contexts now? Yeah, it usually means like a big mess. Like the government. <laughs> that would be a defining notion of a conflagration. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so anyway, um, as a result of the uh, earthquake, um, fire and flood, 80% of the population died, 80% of the uh, buildings were levelled. Um, this was 1753. 1755. Portugal went from being a global superpower to being, um, you know, one of the smaller players, well, tiny players in the... Uh, the great colonial expansion. I was going to say, well, they'd done a significant chunk of colonial expansion by yeah, this point. Yeah, they sure already, had. In Brazil, yeah. must have been already? Oh, Brazil, Guinea-Bissau, Cabo Verde, uh, uh, Angola. They, they'd taken huge chunks of Africa and the Americas. The Portuguese, for such a small nation, were ferocious in their ability to subjugate It was also because they were seafaring. They were incredibly good on the yeah. sea as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, you know, the, the, most of their most of their landmass, half of it faces the Atlantic, and the other half faces Spain. I know that colonization gets a bit of a bad rap these days, but um... <laughs> if that was a full stop, that would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be it a was, mic drop. It was just the, it was just the butt, but I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, slicing and so, dicing the planet. Oh, I know. I know. Can, can I express? Oh, you go ahead. I was no, going to just, just express a little head. bit of disappointment in me, in the world. Well, it was your edit last week. Oh, what did I do? Or well, what didn't I do? You um, <laughs> you cut out the last part where. We were talking about um, uh, Finn at school and homophobia, and you <laughs> cut out of it at the end where you revealed yourself. You you showed your hand in a way, in a, in a very particular situation. Um, mm-hmm. and I yes, just thought, I did. I thought it was amazing, and um, there was I had this little glimmer of hope that you would keep it in, not because, no. you know, you don't come off, you didn't come, you wouldn't. You don't come off particularly well in that particular moment. But also, it, it, I, I think it was something about... I mean, you don't need to talk about it anymore. I just wanted to express disappointment. But um, it was just because I think it revealed to me not so much about you, things about you, but also about humans, which is that each of us is closer or further away at varying times to being versions of ourselves that... Um, that we we don't really like or maybe don't even understand and um so yeah <laughs> so but i just thank you for the conversation but no thanks for cutting it out <laughs> well i also understand why you cut it out oh, for listeners who didn't get the uh the context that simon is talking about um i was in a pub because I, I can now tell the story in a way that doesn't doesn't show my underwear quite as explicitly have you been um, practicing telling the story no, no, no. But I, I, I was, I was in the telling last week and didn't think about how I could um, save. Oh, okay. I no, was in a sorry. pub with uh, with a group of friends, including um, a, a, a gay couple that we know in their fifties, and 
somebody said something homophobic and I was appalled and both of them sort of did the the um the Laughed gentle it off laughing kind off. Of thing. Yeah. Um and I continued to be appalled and then I I made an easy and lazy and aggressive dig at the person who'd made the homophobic remark i didn't do i mean very very pointed and um super pointed also 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 sort of strangely funny but not i um i even as i was framing the riposte which was not mine to make and i think that's probably why i even as i was saying it i was appalled at myself so i i knew that it was i knew that it wasn't my battle and it wasn't my um, it wasn't my space to to defend, uh, but it was out of my mouth before I'd even. Uh, it was mm. out of my mouth because it was just I find sometimes, and this is the thing that you just said, Simon, about versions of ourselves that we don't like, or I, don't understand, or that don't oh, seem to sit with our yeah. No, I, I understand this version of myself, and, oh, okay. and it sits very very well with who I know <laughs> myself to be. The reason I cut it out uh, was because I couldn't have left the conversation in without explicitly negotiating what I said and what I said. I yeah, it was very, it was quite violent offensive. in a way, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I was, and I, and even though I wanted, I, I would have been perfectly happy to mine the shame with you. I was, I, I didn't think that there was any value in Mm-mm-mm. in giving any airtime to what was said because it was cruel. Yeah, no, I understand. I really understand that. I really, under- but I do. Uh, yeah, I, which you know, I'll repeat myself in the sense that it was because also it just sh- showed the ways in which you know each of us in in different circumstances at different times is is, is uh, yeah we, we reveal our hands in very particular ways and um, I yeah it's I don't think I wasn't thinking about it in terms of shame or at all but much more kind of a, a vulnerability but perhaps vulnerability and shame are, are tightly um uh, linked in moments well, i don't like know that. i'm okay well i didn't feel vulnerable i didn't feel uh, uh, talking about it i felt ashamed i mean i don't mind being vulnerable i don't mind sort of talking about things that make me feel uncomfortable or 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 small this was it made me feel in the moment of saying it and after the fact, it made me feel aggressive, violent, and unkind. Mm. All things I know I absolutely can be. Mm. As can we all. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just feels like it's a thing that comes easily to mm. me. Mm. Mm. So I really, I've worked, I've tried quite hard over the years to avoid those. I don't really like bitching. I don't really like that kind of gossipy thing that happens. And I sometimes find myself in it with people, with people who I care about talking about people who have hurt them. Um, and even in those moments, I'm, I'm listening to myself and going, mm, mm, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Which is, yeah. A, I guess my version of you sitting on the fence. Yeah, but I don't do it with strangers. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm okay really, with strangers. Yeah, it's really. Um, oh, it's it, well. Two things come up. One is, uh, I just want to put a what is it? Put a pin in P 
pin or a flag in um, put a pin if we're going to come back to it in pin thank you in gossip because i think there's something there that's fascinating um but yeah the sitting on the fence thing is is in partly because i can't remember how much i've said to you or have i told you um the the sort of sense of the my mother's experience of my father was of because he couldn't sit on the fence ever and that it, basically it was in their little town they lived in a little town this is mastered in new zealand and had less than 20,000 people and he was mm-hmm. the only vet in town right this is a country town so and like many country towns tending towards quite conservative political values uh, and so anyone who had a problem with their animals um, domestic and um, uh, farm, you might say. Oh, I know they're domesticated, but uh, the same, so he, you know, he it, it was quite a role in a small town, you might say, uh, in a small Gosh, yeah. in a in a town that was its primary um, uh, kind of source of income was dairy farming. <laughs> we used to talk about how there was they basically left a trail of dinner parties that they could never houses they could never go back to because of my father Ian Gray Ellis not being able to sit on the fence that he would he would uh, ruin many a dinner party by not letting things pass not letting things go so that was his that was his kind of modus operandi in any kind of um, in any kind of uh, a conversation but mostly about politics that he would just um, he wouldn't be able to let things pass and and so I really admired him and um, uh, and and also admired that value or that ability, but it, it also left me, I think, slightly um, scarred by the possibility of of ruining dinner parties, which I tended to do at a much younger age as well. I tended to, I think, I you know, when we were just testing out what a dinner party was, I um, had a real <laughs> a real tendency to <laughs> go a little far, you might say. So that's that's I think a lot of that is that sitting on the fence is going. You know what? There are other ways of thinking about this, but um, yeah. That's next door. <laughs> I was going to say. So... I was thinking, what Jeffrey? But no. No, that is okay. So this is the downside of uh, people doing work. Mm, I might just see if I can find somewhere that's slightly less bangy. Wait, wait. Okay, now, let's see. Maybe that was just a slight moment. <laughs> I just love the idea of you editing out the bangs. <laughs> you can, oh, I no, can just... I might, I can I might be talking. leaving them in. I can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of is, editing out the bangs, editing around I'm the just, bangs, I, and I, people, I, Americans will be thinking, what, haircuts and <laughs> fringes? I, I, I think I'm tempted to leave the bangs in because I need to say that the guys who are doing the work I have never met a more um, thoughtful and gracious group of men working together These are in the, my the, life. The builders, you mean? The builders. They are so... Um, yeah, I am it, just going to move. If, if, if <laughs> I squint my ears, it sounds a little bit like you're sitting there in front of a microphone whacking your belly with gusto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm whacking my belly now. That's... Which I'm because I'm assuming you're shirtless. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually not shirtless, <laughs> and I'm cutting this out. I am pantless. Wait, oh, pants. I'm fully naked from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> you're toddlering. I, lo- you know, I love to toddle. But are you standing my... or sitting? 
Um, I am standing. Oh, okay. You'll be pleased if you were sitting, tottering, that would be a bit weird. It would be, wouldn't it? No, I am sitting. Uh, the opposite, I'm standing with my... I'm not sure that any of this is a good impression. I am, yeah. I'm going to gently... <laughs> See if I can gently find a place that is. Oh, I'm walking more towards it. All right, so oh wow, there. that's louder. Yeah, it is louder, isn't it? Let me just. Oh, oh, oh. Why don't you um? <clears throat> why why don't you go up there and express a little bit of aggression in English? Uh, something pointed and sharp and witty. And... I won't do any of those things because I think actually they're hammering in the ceiling space, so I can't get away from it. There is absolutely. Whoa! Whoa! This is wow. <laughs> this is this okay. is podcasting gold. Let me tell you. Next time on Midlifing. So yes, this is to this is to pick up something that we uh, got to at the end of oh, two episodes ago, eighty. I don't know, eighty-eight, something like that, and. My father was weeks from death, and I remember I was taking him to the hospital for some radiation therapy, actually. He said, oh, about, insert name of ex-girlfriend, uh, you're quite serious, aren't you? And he basically, he just said to, he said to me that, uh, I don't think this person, she's a good choice for you. <laughs>